a Series A gross round that we're just closing now, about $6 million. The use of proceeds on that are mostly going to our manufacturers to help free up capacity, if you will, to put in deposits on this larger equipment because the lead times on some of this larger equipment can be fairly long, eight to 10 months. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Eric Croft from Root Science. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're on the show because there's a lot of questions I have about a, about manufacturing equipment. We are actually a distributor. All of our equipment is made in Germany, and then we bring it to the U.S. and do the exclusive distribution in the uh, cannabis and hemp space. I see. So you have the ex- so. exclusive distribution for the United States. Globally, in the for- cannabis space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not bad to have it for global. That's not such a bad yeah. deal. Well, I'm going to have you take us a step back. I'd like to get started by talking about extraction. Mm-hmm. Just give us a, an overview of what extraction is, how it's done, what it's done for. Sure. Just to kind of take a step back, we are a licensed producer processor here in Washington State, which is kind of how Root Sciences was formed. So we do have quite a bit of experience operating in hydrocarbon and CO2 in cryoethanol. We pretty much run all three of the major types of extraction methods here at our facility. Have you been doing that since the law passed? Yeah, yeah, since uh, the 502 law passed here in 2004, we originally started out as a producer processor. We realized there was a lot of equipment that was needed for that, and that's how Root Science was was spun off. Uh, We went out and signed up the best of breed as far as extraction, distillation equipment, and now we're working on other verticals that go along with post-processing. I see, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to make sure. That's fine. Yeah, so let's jump right into it. Talk about extraction. Sure. People have been doing it for a while. On a large scale, it's evolved tremendously. And typically, there's three different types. There's use of CO2. There is light hydrocarbon, which is your propanes and butanes. And then there's your ethanol extraction, which is what we focus on, using extraction at about a negative 50 degrees Celsius is what we've come up with as the best for scalable operations, which, you know, with the passage of the farm bill, everybody's now producing massive quantities of hemp, which was what we're seeing in the industry with equipment getting larger and larger. But basically what we're doing as far as cryoethanol is taking the plant matter, putting it at a very short soak time at, again, about a negative 50 C which allows you to bypass the winterization and the filtration and go right to the decarb and uh, solvent recovery, which what our equipment does all in one skid. I see. I see. So, so some of your equipment is specifically focused on the extraction side, but then you drill down mm-hmm. further and you mm-hmm. get to a point where it's called distillation. Yeah. yeah. So the extraction method uh, will produce what's called a crude oil usually about 65 to 70% pure cannabinoids with still the other 30, 35% is still different fats, lipids, waxes, all, all sorts of things. So what you do is you take it one step further and you run it through one of our distillation plants and it's basically just different heats and pressures. The first cut will take off your light molecules, which are your terpenes, and then you do a second run through it and you target your heavy molecules, which are your cannabinoids. And what it produces is a distillate. It's anywhere from 95, 98% pure cannabinoids. And it looks like a thick, viscous honey. 
95% purity. We've had them up to 98, 99%, just depending on what your input material is. And that's pure cannabinoids. That's you know, mostly THC, but it'll have some CBD, CBN, CBG. It'll have whatever your input material is. At that point, you can use it for vape cartridges, edibles. You can take it further as far as the post-processing, if you'd like, into crystallization or an isolation if you're dealing with CBD, that sort of thing. We talked about this before we went on. Your machine handles the entire process. so it's In not- the extraction, yeah, it's all in line. It takes what used to be about a four or five day extraction process with the winterization, decarboxylation, solvent recovery. It does it all in one, all in one skid, all in line. We've really kind of standardized the process for extraction. And and you're the largest by market share supply, on, the side. on the supplier. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Talk about Root Sciences. What's next for the company? What's the next mountain to climb? Sure. So Root Science is fairly young. We've doubled every year. We'll double again this year. Started out mostly the distillation. Now we're in the extraction. We're looking at different verticals. The post-extractor, post-distillation side, where again, people are extending the post-processing cycle. It used to just be extraction. Then it was extraction and distillation. And now we're seeing different technologies that are coming out that are post-distillation that we're looking for best-of-breed manufacturers to bring in to distribute their equipment exclusively in the cannabis space and grow that way. Another way that we see that the, the, the market is definitely trending, especially with the passage of the farm bill, is with all of the, the hemp producers now, the equipment used to be very small dealing with the THC side, and now it's just getting larger and larger and larger where some of these plants two or three stories tall. Really? So, Oh, yeah. So instead of a lot of small equipment, we're selling a lot more of the larger capacity systems now. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, that's great news for everybody, but I'm sure it's putting a lot of pressure on you guys to keep up with this kind of growth. Are you raising money for this? We just raised a a Series A growth round that we're just closing now, about $6 million. The use of proceeds on that are mostly going to our manufacturers to help free up capacity, mm-hmm. if you will, to put in deposits on this larger equipment because the lead times on some of this larger equipment can be fairly long, eight to 10 months. So we're hoping to kind of reduce some of those lead times by helping them out with some additional deposits. We just wrapped that up, finalizing all that right now, and then we're using that as our growth round. We haven't had to raise money before. We've always been cash flow positive from day one. Kind of a new thing for us. We should be good to go for a bit. And then, you know, after we deploy these funds, what comes next? Yeah, I guess if, if the industry keeps going at this pace, you're going to have to keep your eye on this because a lot of this money, you know, you're just using just to, it's almost like a line of credit. It's You, know, you need yeah. to put deposits on equipment. A lot of this is made to order. It, it is. And a lot of the larger equipment is custom builds, with, which takes a lot of uh, engineering, long lead times. We've tried to standardize it over the years. Initially, we only had one kind of off-the-shelf distillery plant. We're up to four different sizes now where we get uh, our manufacturers to Bruce one, and it's kind of a rinse and repeat type thing. But some of the larger ones, the custom builds that some of our larger customers require, they work direct with our manufacturers' engineers to get it to where they want. Some of these are so large that they have to build the the building around them. Oh my gosh, that's um, so crazy. It's, there's, there's a lot that goes into the bigger equipment. So this round is closing. The next round, mm-hmm. you don't know when it's going to be, but if if people are interested, you know, just keeping an eye on you when, yeah. when there's an opportunity, what do they do? How do they follow up with you? 
Yeah, yeah. So right now we've engaged Viridian Capital, who I think most of your listeners will know. We've used them as our investment bank over the course of the last six or eight months. We'll be continuing to use them going forward. So Scott Griper will be handling the next four to six months, at least, of our work with that. So. Yeah, there's not a lot of investment bankers in cannabis, and Scott's handled a lot of the companies. That exactly. Have been on the show. So yeah. 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 But anything as far as the B round or a, a pre-IPO round, if that's the direction we go, will, would be directed towards Scott at this point. Okay. And, we'll, and we'll have all of Eric's information, all of Root Science information, all of Viridian's information on the MJ Bulls website. So, Eric, exciting stuff. This is exciting stuff. Yeah. yeah thanks yeah, for being on the it's, show. Uh, it's moving fast. I appreciate you having me again. Yeah, this is good. Promise me you'll be back. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.